All right, this is episode, you've just told me, 17, 17. of uh, BB True Crime. I am Becky. Hugging the trauma bear over there is Beth, which worries me because the trauma bear's out. Oh, it's not too bad, this one. Is it not? Oh, it's, not it's a relief. She, again, as usual, she won't tell me what it's about, so I'm in for as much as a surprise as you are. As usual, snacks and tea is required. The brews are hot. Mm-hmm. The sour sweet tub is is within reach. And life is looking good right now. Life is looking in in Ooh, relation to true crime. In relation to uh, the episode, all right. Okay. Uh, Can the trouble response, please? Uh, <laughs> so first of all, I'd like to apologise for the slight hiatus we've been on. Another one. Life got in the way. Oh, uh, there's yeah. It's been a bad month. Um, trauma, as referenced by the trauma, trauma bear. So um, I'm gonna grab the secondary trauma bear. We're now well mixed with uni. We're oh, now. Reliable trying to get back into it a bit more Uh, so also quick mention um like i said before we do have a patreon um and i've actually now officially sorted the prices out so uh the first level literally only costs two pound fifty a bargain i think so yeah that gets you early access to every episode we upload um, obviously, they will eventually be on Spotify and at some point YouTube when I figure out how to do that. Um, it's a work in progress, yeah. that one. Uh, I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> if I can get it on Spotify, I can get it on YouTube. You'll figure it out. You'll yeah. figure it out. We're on everything else out there. Eventually. <laughs> YouTube's going to happen as well. Yeah, we can all hope. Um, yeah, so um, for, th- I think it's £3.50... Don't you, look at me, I don't know, honey. I, oh, I think, don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, I'm, I think that's right. You get early access to every episode, and you also get bonus episodes that will be actually coming out with this episode. Yes. And they are episodes that will not be going on Spotify. They're little, little small, little chatteroons. Yeah, so we'll be... Topic discussions and the like. We might have... Uh, smaller little topics um we that we might chat about at we, one point we're going to be discussing conspiracy theories yeah because that would be um, fun um other things like that obviously that it will at some point include a bit of crime in it obviously obviously it's a true crime um, podcast if it didn't have crime in it i'd be rioting we might have special cases that aren't long enough or suitable enough for the official podcast on there True. Um, we will eventually have Q and A's, that sort of thing. That won't be on Spotify. That will just be on Patreon. Yes. So you get all of that on tier two. Tier three is only, I believe, at most five pound a month. Could yes. be four fifty. El premium version. And that is the highest tier. And with that, you get everything that I said before: the bonus episodes and the early access to every episode. You also get shout-outs every episode of the podcast, including special episodes. Uh, merch, if at some point happens. She desperately wants merch. Hey, yeah, I ain't thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to wait a while. But yeah. Um, and yeah, you also get a chance to talk to us personally. And your suggestions of cases you want us to cover, topics you want us to talk about, that kind of thing. Primary treatment. will be straight at the top. Absolutely. So. The premiere experience. Give it a look. If you're interested, it's always great. You know, we could use it or what to help out. It would, you know, give us a bit more 
leeway, you know, in terms of if we want to make video versions, that kind of thing. That would be cool uh, to do eventually. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, with getting on YouTube and everything. Um, so, yes, yeah, so every little helps. Um, if you don't want to, that's fine. But bonus episodes will only be on Patreon. Okay. You have been warned. So, anyway, <laughs> moving aside. Now that we've had five minutes of Patreon. Hey, hey, you gotta get out there. You have to, you do. This is true. So, we are on episode 17. We are. We are. Oh, I We're see getting you. there. I see you've got yourself trauma bear there. I too have a trauma. He's the smaller one. He's the beta team, but I figured. I didn't even see you grab that. I grabbed him about three minutes ago. Okay. And I announced it on the podcast oh, as well. I'd... And you missed that as well. Ah. I know, I know. You know when you just sat next to it, he just doesn't even notice you. I was just chatting shit, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, we're actually doing a more famous case today. Oh, okay. I don't think it's one that you will have really read up on. Probably not, I don't tend to. Yeah, not, and you know, you've never really shared that with me, that you're aware of so much of the case. Mm. You will know who is the victim. Okay. Um, but that will probably really be all you'll know. Okay. Um, unless I'm you, intrigued. you've secretly researched this. Do you so you make it sound so, so so salacious? Secret researching of crime without me. You know, unless you've you know just been cheating on our podcast. And I would never. How dare you? Hmm. Fuck you. Fuck you too. <laughs> um, <laughs> great start. It's a strong so, start to the episode. Right, we... who died? Who died? I'll tell you who Please. died. John Lennon. Wait, John Lennon was murdered? Yeah. Mr. Beatles man. Considerably, depending on who you ask, one of the most famous members of the band. I feel like my Uncle Dave's going to be really disappointed that I know nothing about the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, before I knew about this, same. Um, ten out of ten, I'm so sorry, Uncle Dave, if you're listening. I'm really um, clueless in reference to the Beatles. And I'm going to show myself out the door now because as a British citizen, that is a shame. You know what? It's okay. It's a shame to my nation. Same. <laughs> oh, thank God. Same. We can be disappointments together. We can get kicked out together. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I love that for us. Can't say. And I'm going to be hating on for this. I am the biggest Beatles fan. Me neither. Oh, thank God. Okay, we'll both die. Yellow okay. Su- Was that a Beatles Yellow Submarine? I want to see. I want to yeah. feel, yeah. My mum and my dad used to play that all the time and it was like an earwig and it was just constantly yellow summer and I was like, please, God, stop. Maybe it's just an adverse reaction to that. I mean, if someone was to straight up ask me one day, name three Beatles songs, I don't think I could. I could name two. I could name two because the other one I had to play in orchestra and that's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. No idea. Uh, there's one called Imagine. That's about it. That's all I know. This has turned into a Beatles yeah, podcast. Yeah, no idea. But you know what? That's what the episode's on. Okay, so, so John Lennon John was Lennon murdered. was murdered. This is news to me, but please, educate me. Wow, I, I, I'm surprised you didn't actually know that much. No, I didn't know. Right, okay. Right. John Lennon was not even on my radar. I'm not a Beatles fan, so the fact that he was murdered, and I, I knew he was dead, probably, but... Well, it's kind of interesting because um, I had this episode pre-chosen already. To be episode 17. But I did actually see in the news a few days ago that Paul McCartney had like turned like 80 or something. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, that's like coincidence. Happy birthday, you Paul know? McCartney. So, um, you know what? Let's give your little band brother a voice in this. Let's do it. So, 
Yes. John Lennon was murdered. Oh. Um, and actually, if you were to, and obviously this is the kind of thing that obviously I watch in my spare time because I'm a sad, depressed, morbid person. Um, I like them, I'm going to say know, nothing there. I like them, you know, types of videos where it's like, oh, the last photo taken before someone died. And you do love those. I last do. photos, last yeah. videos. Yeah. The videos of the murders yeah. themselves, footage. I think I need to see. It's something a very counselor. sinister. Yeah. I, uh, it's a little sinister. I'm not going to lie to you. It's I, a little unnerving. Um, I, will, I won't lie. It's a little serial killery. But you know what? Like mother, like daughter. Um, Janet! God <laughs> damn it! Shout out to my mum. Stop! Anyway, so... To be fair, um, I've had to see those as well. Those kind of things, you know. In lectures and stuff, one of my lecturers was very fond of putting on the last known footage as well and would sit there and play it for us as a group. Um, yeah. I remember in my torture assignment, um, we got to watch the torture of an uh, one of the Guantanamo victims and I was just like... And there was naked, beaten men pictures, and I was like, "My lecturer needs therapy." <laughs> Your lecturer and I would get on. She was not okay, but she was the really, really nice one who did the shout out to on the university page. And yeah, well, I mean, it's just definitely like, she would have liked you. For example, the the ones where they're like, "Oh, this is the last CCTV footage of, of them like walking across the street that's missing." Yeah. I find those really interesting, not from like a morbid point of view. I, I mean, I guess a little bit. A little bit, just a little bit, admit it. The fact that they literally just vanish yeah. into thin air. Something and happened and poof, they're gone. Especially with how many cameras are out and about these days. Oh god, surveillance is massive these days. I just find it really intriguing. But with this one, where it's like last photo was taken, I think it gives you sort of like a, a perspective on like life yeah. and death. Because, like, you never know when it's going to happen. You don't know what photo is going to be your last exactly. one. Exactly. So. I remember there was this one about um, victims who died as a domestic abuse. And it was, like, the last picture was taken so often. It's, like, pictures of... Them smiling and that kind with, of thing. With the person who murdered yeah. them. And I'm like, shit. And, that, and it's just the whole corridor of it. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That is... Why I hate social media? <laughs> well, actually... What you just said there, not social media the bit before, yeah. is actually the, the same for John Lennon. The last photo of him ever taken has his shooter in it. Is this the fan? That's the fan. This is the fan. Yeah, this is the fan. I remember you making now some passing comment about yeah. some singer being shot by a deranged fan. Oh, I mean, then he's not the only one that's been... You know, had no, but that like kind of specifically, thing, but... like in reference to the fact that you were researching this particular case for an episode. Yeah. But I just, it was such a passing comment, and I think I was busy going somewhere else that it just completely slipped through my brain. But yeah, now you mentioned that, yeah. I remember you saying something about that. So his last photo ever taken was with the man who shot him. Yeah. His last photo alive was with. I'm grateful. The yeah. Man I imagine there were photos and recordings of. It was him actually. Out of. Q&A meeting type thing? No, 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 no. It was out on the street and it's literally... I have the picture for you. Mm. Um, you know, fair part of the end. Um, picture time. No, Not but yet. I... It, he's signing an autograph. Of 
for the guy that's about to kill him. Yeah. That's sinister. Yeah. Do you see why I kind of find that kind of thing intriguing? That is a bit, because, like, what's going through his head? Well, you're going to find you out, know, babe. Before I know I'm about to. I'm about to. Yeah. Go on, hit me with it. And Tell to be me. fair, I can't say there was a lot. Oh, um, great. So, you would have thought being a public figure there'd be more, but you know what? Yeah. We'll move so, on. John Lennon shooting. Yes. He was shot on the 8th of December, 1980. Oh, yeah, my mum was born. So close to Christmas. At 10.50pm. Quite That's late. late. Yeah. yeah. Dear God. So. Boy was out late. Late what? Boy was out late. Oh, yeah, night. yeah. But he was, you know, doing stuff and recording stuff. And, yeah, he was a busy man. Um, I would like to say he was also shot in front of his wife. Oh. She saw the whole thing. Oh, that's traumatizing. It was very public. Oh. Uh, but obviously we'll get into that. Yeah, well, um, we're gonna, aren't we? So, obviously everyone knows who John Lennon is. We do. I'm gonna tell you a bit more about the shooter. Oh. Love that for us. Since, you know, famous victim. Mm. Let's a, get a into the on there. quackhead. So, we'll go into the dickhead. Okay. Right. So, his name is Mark David Chapman. Why is that funny? Mark Chapman. It's not <laughs> David Chapman, actually. Correct yourself. Shit. David's clearly a middle name, so I'm just going to call him Mark Chapman. And you have a lot of relatives called David, so... I do. Yeah, We're skipping that. We're going to call him Mark. Let's yeah, do that. Chapman. Right. So. I have three Davids in my family. Three and of them. You, that's impressive. Within one genera- like With one, like, generation. I have none. Um, I do have a lot of Allens in my life now. <laughs> we don't need to talk about right. your Allens. Moving on. Right. So, at the time of the shooting, he was only 25. Yeah. My age? Yeah, he was your oh, age, babe. Yeah. He yeah. was married? Oh, no, the shooter. I mean, technically the shooter was married. But oh. to this random Japanese woman he randomly met on a travel. Well, that's a red flag yeah, right there. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Don't... Right, also, what I'm going to tell you about his past... Oh, God. I don't want it to... Like, I get the whole nurture nature thing. And, you know, we all go through shit. We do. I've been through shit. Everybody's been through shit. But I don't really go and start, like, imagining shooting a famous person. Ah, so is this the whole kind of... You can't always blame it just on the childhood. Yeah. Shit happens to everyone. It is, it is, to be fair, a very so, so often when you have somebody who goes off the rails and does something crazy, it's, mm. oh, they had a fucked up childhood. Who did That's one, one tiny little fraction. Exactly. So Sometimes I, somebody's just fucked up. You know, I think it's a mixture of things. He, so he didn't, because obviously he's in prison now. He didn't, um speak to anyone or like do interviews for like six years I think um but in recent times he has said that he does regret what he did shame um well you know what self-reflection's important yeah um so they say that to confess one's sins you must go in the spirit of contrition and intend to not repeat so he's halfway there yeah I don't think that's enough um, so, like I said, with 25 at you the age You can tell this woman that... is an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 25 at the age that he shot John Lennon. Okay. 
Um, he was a former security guard from Honolulu. Honolulu, Hawaii. Well, that's, that's anyway where he was doing that job. Nice. I'm pretty sure he wasn't born there. Wow. Um, so he was a ginormous fan of the Beatles before they like kind of went exploded way. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, before they split up, he had no prior criminal convictions whatsoever. And he had a fucked up childhood, which is unusual because normally the fucked up continues all the way through. Mm. Not one criminal offence, not one speeding ticket. Wow. He was a good bean, no. at least metaphorically. Yeah. To a ish, point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing that would indicate he would do something like this. Mm. Um, he Curious. also... Um, so he got recommended by a friend uh, this famous book. Uh, called The Catcher in the Rye. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. I'm pretty sure you've mentioned The Catcher in the Rye as one of the no-no books. I don't actually think I've read it yet, actually. You haven't read it? Oh, I've been reading other stuff. i got loads of horror books on my list. I need to read them for my thesis. And then there's me, who's, like, neck deep in sci-fi. Yeah, and dragons. <laughs> and dragons and, and yeah. magic. Yeah. It's an escapism. It's a trauma response. But this guy... This guy... Right. We like reading Catcher in the Rye. We like books. Does he like books? This guy got a bit too into this book. No. Really unhealthy. No. no. Um, so he, like, compared it with his own life. And okay, was well, like, what happens uh, when you read a book sometimes? Oh, no, no. But it became, like, an obsession for oh, him. God. Um... To the extent that he wished to model his life... Uh, After the main character. Yes. Um, and one of the novel's main themes is the main character's, Tragnus, uh, rage against adult hypocrisy and phonies. Okay, well, I'm all for raging against adult hypocrisy. I'm all for that because I'm not an adult, mentally. But I'm all for that. <laughs> Out of context. That seems fine. Yeah, I'm but you're about to put it into context that makes it not okay though, because well, I know if that you face. Think about the fact he went on to shoot John Lennon. It's problematic actions right there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and you know, you him believing that John Lennon was a phony. Hey, and that the, would give him rage. The work is subjective, man. <laughs> it's up to interpretation. <laughs> man interpreted it as an instruction to go to shoot John Lennon. I, it wasn't. He didn't just consider John Lennon. He did consider other people, including Paul McCartney. Our homie's still alive. Well done, Paul. Man dipped. I'm proud of you. Um, but in the end, yeah, he yeah. chose uh, John. So <sighs> rip John Lennon. Obviously, he became obsessed with this book. Okay. Which was not great. <laughs> yeah, not. Great. So uh, Chapman was also born May tenth, nineteen fifty-five. Um, like I said, no prior criminal convictions. Um, and when, obviously, this plan came into place, he obviously resigned his job as a security guard in Hawaii. Um, as a kid, it's uh, stated that he lived in fear of his father, who he said, but then again... He said a lot of things. Can we really believe anything that like criminals say? But you know what? We'll Just because they're it. criminals doesn't mean they're lying. Just saying. Lie murderers have to be liars, Becky. Like No. Okay, right. You know what for this sake we're just gonna fine. 
Um, so apparently his father was physically abusive towards his mother and unloving towards him. Wow. Okay. Well, that fucks a kid up, bruh. Well, at least he had a dad. Oh, God, we're going back to our trauma again. <laughs> uh, Chapman began to fantasise after, like, with this, growing up in his household, about having... This is when red flag number one. Oh, this is the first maybe. red flag. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, he started to fantasise about having godlike powers over a group of imaginary little people who lived in the walls of his bedroom. I don't know what to say to that. No, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I've got to say, when you said godlike powers, I was expecting it to go one direction, and then you were like, little people living in his bedroom. I, I, I didn't really know what to say. That's not that. where that was, was like, going. Oh, okay. Moving on. Um, I mean, is how old was he? Was he like kid, kid, or like well, a teenager? Definitely younger than fourteen. Okay, well, um, it's still a bit. It's weird. been a little bit weird. It's a little bit of a red flag, I but can't it's okay. Say I've ever spoken to little people inside my walls. No, 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 no. As a no, child, no, no. he had godlike powers. Oh shit! Over. Sorry. He sorry. wasn't yeah. directly conversing with the tiny people in the walls. He 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 was a them. deity to them. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's right. difference. Wrong. That's where I was, in fact, maybe the little people in the wall. Maybe. You don't know. You weren't alive at this point. Maybe that was your prior that's life. True. Oh, shit. I don't want that. <laughs> um, maybe maybe no. you were a little person in the wall to Mark David Chapman. I'm just refusing that. Um, so, by the time he was 14, okay. Chapman was already using drugs and skipping classes. Love that for him. Yeah. He also once ran away from his house to live on the streets of Atlanta for two weeks. Don't know why you'd want to do that. I never did that. I never ran away from home. I always did the, oh, I'm going to run away and then pack a bag with the most useless shit, like toys. But Do you remember that guy on, Su- the kid on Super Nanny? Who packed the bag and just literally packed it with like his his Game Boy and like sweets and his teddy and was like, I'm running away, I'm never gonna see you again, I want bacon and then left the house. <laughs> and we were all just stood there like, What the fuck are you well, putting in your bag, boy? Mark was built different. Mark was built different because he made it for two weeks. Yeah. Man actually you did it. So I'm proud of him. Mm. Mm. I'm happy that he survived. Well not for John Lennon, but you know. Yeah, um. Anyway, um, so he started having suicidal thoughts at some point. Um, That's rough, bro. Began to feel like a failure. Same! (laughs) You can tell it's been a difficult month. The dark jokes are coming out in force. I mean... We're 23 minutes in and I've lost count of how many dark jokes we've made. I mean, maybe if we do end up getting counselling, we should just play these podcasts to the counsellors no because then that's gonna get us on a, a psych hold with the grippy socks yeah it'd be quite fun though get off work mm. <laughs> right <laughs> this guy mark honestly we get so distracted all the time <laughs> i'm so sorry the thing is is you can tell me we haven't done another one in a long time because it all just all like the build-up of all the inane shit just comes babbling out in one big episode yeah but the thing is people listen to people this people listen so to they this. love this Chaotic I don't know why. Shit. I don't know why, but do you know what? You do, you people. Yeah, well, you we're having you. a girl time. We're having a mental health crisis. I would listen to this. Amen, honey. We haven't recovered from the last one yet. Just flown into one big tsunami. Well, now at least we know we're not as bad as Mark Chapman. 
Mark Chapman. Mark Chapman. <laughs> Mark Chapman. Um, so, he, you know, he, he was like, oh, I'm sad. So he dropped out of uh, this college he was going to. Yeah, and she's like, he was having suicidal thoughts. Oh, I'm sad. I'm going to jump out of college. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he dropped out after one semester. Um, his girlfriend then broke up with him because he cheated on her. Piece Great of man. shit. Great man. Um, so in 1977, Chapman then moved to Hawaii. Okay. So um, three years before shooting. Yes. Okay. So before he got into college, he did actually work at this, like, play. I forgot what it was. There's a gesticulation he, going he, he, he here. He does that at a place. Okay. Um, he has been in employment. Yes. And they actually all said really good things about him. This is where it starts to go more downhill. Okay. So he had, like, a downward moment. Got back up to the normal. Leveled out a bit. And then just went straight back down again. And then tanked, basically. Yeah, and, uh... Yeah. So he moved to Hawaii. Okay. Where he did attempt suicide. Um, shame it didn't work. It's problematic, though. This man killed a man. I would not he wish suicide on anybody. a famous man. Okay, well, just because he's famous doesn't make his worth any greater than anybody else's. Uh, don't no. over this guy. Move on. Move on. God almighty. We'll save this for one of the topic debates. Got it. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't uh, pulled out your little notebook and been like... Whoo! My notebook is on my phone and that's what we're recording off. <laughs> so, I'm going to yeah. slap the shit out of you. So he attempted carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, he attempted... He connected a hose to his car's exhaust pipe. Exhaust and then fed it through the window in a yeah. shot garage. Yeah, uh, but it failed. Myself. It failed. Because the hose melted. Oh. He then got um, admitted to Castle Memorial Hospital for clinical depression. Fair. Um, and then his parents got divorced. Ah. Yeah, it's all happening for this Fruity. Guy. Yeah. Um, That's and a little bit of fruity. He got into alcoholism. Love that for him. Yep. Coping keeps mechanisms. Keeps going. Hey, he yep. chose drinking, you chose smoking. Fuck okay. <laughs> Right. So, Chapman claimed that he had, so obviously, think back to he's obsessed with this book, you know, uh, people that are like fake, fake and, and yeah. shit, yeah, anger. Um, he claimed he'd been enraged by John Lennon's uh, infamous, very publicised remark in 1966 uh, that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. He didn't like that. Correct as it may have been. Yeah. He really didn't no, like that. No, I he can really see... really did not like that. So... I can see why he would have an issue with that. I mean... I'm sure other people did, but they didn't go up and, like, shoot John Lennon, though, did they? No? No. Uh, <laughs> so, so, I thought. So, 27th oh, of October, just, a, like, a couple months before a big man died, uh, 1980, Chapman purchased a like five-shot five caliber charter arms very specific revolver. It's a nice Honolulu. gun. That's a nice gun, to be fair. Yeah. He then flew to Revolvers New York. Are a good one. Uh, he flew to New York then on the 29th of October. I'm impressed that he managed to get that gun through the airport. Um. 
he was he, i don't yeah i don't know how he did it um he'd mm. actually though contacted the airport about bringing the gun in so i think that's mm. how he did it but he, so he oh he was nice enough to inform them that he was bringing the future murder weapon in. yes yes he did love and that. they were like absolutely bring that and we love guns here in america do you know what though i was watching a tiktok and it was great okay because this uh, this creator was being like all Americans on my page are all like, Britain has a knife crime problem. But if you look at True. the no, but if you look at the statistics for knife crime in comparison per per, per like one thousand citizens compared to time. America and to the UK, America is consistently at least twice as higher. So they still have more yeah, of a knife yeah, problem than yeah. we do. Yeah. And it just made me giggle because America is just more problematic than any of us, and yet they turn around and be like, Oh, Britain has a knife problem. Britain has a big knife problem because we don't have gun problems, bro. Well, at least we let our women have abortions. Jesus Christ. Not in Ireland. Ireland are separate from the UK, babe. I know, I'm just saying. They're their own country. I'm just saying. They don't count. Absolutely 10 out of 10 would let somebody stay in this flat if they were recovering. Shout out. You need to go camping. You need to go camping. If you want to learn knitting, crocheting, baking, expert British tea making... This is a good place to find that. Camping is excellent in Leeds. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Enjoy the camping trip. And it's free. It wink, is. Wink. <clears throat> she anyway. makes the tea, I'll make the scran. We're set. Yeah. So, Big Man is in New York on the 29th of October. We deviated a bit there, didn't we? We did a little bit. <laughs> uh, gotta help out the people. So. We do, we do. We do have American we listeners. We do have American listeners. So, and, and they are straight on the episodes, let me tell you, when they get out. So, love that for We us. love our American listeners. We love all our listeners, we equally. Shout I don't out have to a Caitlin, favorite. who has watched every Caitlin! Bibby, I miss you! Baby, Moving on. Come back. Caitlin, come back! So, Moving on. <laughs> yeah, now we've done that little show. Um, so, he's in New York. Okay. New York is where John Lennon is. Okay. It's where he lives. With his wife and his son. His son was, I believe, only five or six at the time. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so, the big day. Roughly. December 9th. Uh, 8th. 8th. Chapman then waited for Lennon outside of his well, block building called the Dakota in the early morning and he spent most of the day just lurking there near the entrance. Um, He would talk to other fans um, because John Lennon didn't mind it if fans, like... Waited outside for overnight. And he'd, like, take his time with them all and he'd talk to them all and he's really As long as they were respectful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he also talked to the doorman as well. Um, During that morning... Oh. Chapman had been distracted talking to these people oh. and actually missed seeing Lennon. <laughs> That's so dumb. And so Lennon was just off doing his thing. Um, you know, Chapman was there with his little gun. Lennon like, quite fuck. literally dodged a bullet there. He really did. He really yes, did. Yes, he he did. really did. Um, so he missed, but he, you know, he knew he would come back. He's got to come home eventually. Yeah, you know, his son's in the building still. Oh, his um, son's in the building and not with him. Yeah, yeah, no, because he would have absolutely have seen that. Um, so obviously they later returned, and shit goes down when they emerge from the building again. So they'd been in and out all day okay. uh, to like record pieces of a new song, 
They did some um, album art okay. for covers. Mm-hmm. Um, the album art for that song that they were doing would have been his last photo ever took, but it wasn't. Because, unfortunately, his last one would be with his murderer. You keep liking repeating this fact, don't you? It's because it's awful. You don't want your last photo to be with the person that's going to kill you. Like, like, that's not nice for your family. That's sad. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just disappointing. Like That's his wife is, his wife isn't even in the photo. It's just Lennon and the shooter. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> as they headed back out, okay. I believe they were gonna go to a recording studio again, even though it's late. Um they were approached by Chapman. Chapman. Uh and this is when the autograph happened. Okay. Um, Lennon obviously liked to give out that kind of thing, pictures, autographs, uh, especially if he knew that the people had been waiting for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Likely had been that day because they'd been going in and out. Yeah, all exactly. So he got to the record plant, mm-hmm. uh, spent a few hours there, came back, and they returned to the building where they lived at about 10.50. Oh, so they'd... They'd left the apartment again, mm-hmm. done the autograph, yep. walked off again. Yeah, he let them go. Done their thing, and now they're coming back again to the and building for the fourth gonna... time that day. I don't know how many times it was, but yeah, it was on the way back. So night. he'd seen them quite a few times yeah. at this point. Yeah, obviously the first time he missed them. Yeah. The second time is interesting, because he asked them for an autograph. He was so... like. It's like, was it a memento? Was it a trophy? Did he just want to see how close he could get? Like, we don't actually know because he's never said anything about that. It is interesting about his fixation about wanting an autograph and a picture first. And the thing is, he'd never really, like, spoken about wanting an autograph from him before. Or liking the Beatles at all, really. Well, obviously, he was a massive fan, but he had all this hatred for John Lennon. But yet he was waiting and he asked him for an autograph. Like repeatedly. Because, you know, he asked on the second time, but he got it on the third time. So he must have asked repeatedly. Yeah. So I don't know, a bit weird. Weird that, isn't it? So they did their thing at the recording studio. Mm. They came, came back. back. This is when it's gonna go down. Ten fifteen. Got it. Ten fifty. Ten fifty. Ten to eleven. <sighs> Lennon wanted to be home in time to say <sighs> goodnight to his son. Oh, don't do that to me. Yeah. Uh, before he was going to go out again to have a uh, late dinner with his wife, Ono. Yoko Ono is her name. Um, the Lennons then exited their limousine. And I'm going to say this now, he never did get to say goodnight to his son. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah. 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 No, I gathered that. That was... That was, uh, yeah, that was Im- implied. Mm. I don't know why he chose this moment, because he knew that they would be coming back out. Yeah. And back in. Again. But he did. Maybe so... there was just something about that particular moment where it's just like, Maybe. yeah. So, they exited the limousine on the 72nd Street. Mm. Um, they should have drove into the more secure courtyard in the back. But they didn't, because there were they fans didn't. outside. I 
Mm, I don't think there was many people outside, but obviously no. Chapman was there. Yeah. Um, I wonder why he stopped out front. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because they were only nipping in. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Uh, if you're only nipping in, you're just going to pop in. You're going to be there for five, ten minutes. Why would you go all the way to the courtyard? Mm, to be fair, even if he'd gone into the courtyard, I don't think that would have stopped. No, he would have done it the next yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He would have had to have gone in, gone back in at some point. Or he'd just wait for another day. Like It would have happened eventually. Yeah. Um, so the Lennons actually so it happened in on the entranceway, yeah. like near the stairs of mm-hmm. the building. Um they passed Chapman, who was waiting very up close and you know, to the entrance. They passed him, um, walking towards the archway of the building. Um, as Ono passed, uh, Lennon's wife, mm. um, Chapman nodded at her. Uh, as Lennon passed, Lennon glanced at Chapman and recognised him from earlier. Yeah. Um, seconds later, Chapman drew the gun. Um, he'd hid it in his coat pocket. He aimed it right at the centre at Len- of Lennon's back and fired five bullets from the only whole about... whole chamber? Yeah. From only about a distance of nine or ten feet at most. Oh, my. Point blank. That would have obliterated him. It did damage, yeah. So, um... I mean, 38s as well, they're not a small calibre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 38s are a decent... That's a decent-sized hole mm-hmm. from a revolver as well. All in front of his wife. At close proximity, mm-hmm. and I'm imagining... And other people. Or yeah. Like the doorman was there when it happened. Other witnesses. Pedestrians. Yeah. But yeah, as his wife, that must like that must stick with her. That must haunt her. Yeah. Jesus. Um. So numerous reports at the time claimed that before firing, Chapman had called out Mr. Lennon. Uh, trying to get his attention. Yeah, and dropped into a combat stance. However, Chapman, when he's like now speaking from jail, says he doesn't actually remember ever calling out to Lennon. Um, and he said that Lennon did not turn around and like all the damage seems to be mostly from the back. So I don't know if he did or didn't shout for him, but either way, Lennon didn't turn it's around. It's possible somebody else did. I mean, I can't imagine he was the only fan there, even mm. if it was later. He night. didn't turn around though. Yeah. He true. was shot in the back several times. Um, so one bullet actually missed Lennon, um, and struck a window of the building that they lived in. Mm. Um, according to the autopsy, two bullets entered the left side of Lenton's back. They travelled through the left side of his chest and his left lung, and only one exited from the body. Okay. One lodged in his neck. All right. Two more bullets hit Lennon in his left shoulder. Uh, he obviously fell to fall pretty fast. Um, he was bleeding profusely from his wounds and yeah. from his mouth he managed to make it up five steps um to the security slash reception area before uh while he was shouting i'm shot i'm shot those were his last words jesus christ um and then he fell to the floor oh i imagine yeah he's got five holes in them yeah uh the doorman um obviously then took action um and managed to get the gun out of chapman's hand obviously it was empty yeah um, and he kicked her across the pavement. Uh, then one of the other staff members there tried to make a tourniquet for uh, Lennon. Yeah. But he ripped open his shirt and saw the severity 
of yeah. the wounds. Um, the tourniquet to the neck might have helped, but the shoulder the, and the abdominal. And yeah, the... no, with the with the state of his chest, absolutely not. No. He'd been um, pricked like a fucking pincushion at this point. There was no way they could have yeah. done anything. He, so instead <sighs> of making the tourniquet, he covered Lennon's chest with his uniform jacket. Okay. Um, removed his blood-covered glasses, which are now in the museum. Um, and I also have a picture of. Oh. They never took the, the blood, blood off. From, yeah, no, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and well, I suppose them. they're evidence as well. They prefer, they'd keep them that way, wouldn't they? True, but I guess it's one of the morbid things that people keep from famous people. And, yeah. Depression. Yeah. Um... Um, and obviously then they called the police. Yeah, well, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, Literally. Chapman, during this time that they were working on Lennon, yeah. or trying, uh, removed his coat and hat to show he wasn't carrying any more weapons. And then... Surrendered? Just stood on the street, waiting for the police to arrive. Mm. He just waited. He didn't even try and flee. Okay. He did not speak. I'm not surprised. Um, well, I mean, it's, yeah, everyone's seen him. It's, he wasn't hiding it. Exactly. It was not a subtle thing. And so often when it's that, like, obsessive, when the act is done, there's this kind of, like, just relief. Mm. And it's it's quite common after things like that for people to just stand there and just accept their fate. Like, they've done what they wanted to do. Yeah. They've said what they want to say through this action. And now they're just stand there because, in their eyes... Done it. Why? Why run? What's the point? Mission accomplished. It's not like he had anything else to live for. No, that's why. That's all he planned for. Shoot yeah. him, and then that was it. Yeah. Um, the doorman, while Chapman was just up there waiting for the police, actually shouted at Chapman and said, "Do you know what you just did?" Yeah. And actually, Chapman replied, and he turned to him and he said, "Calmly, I've just shot John Lennon." That's all he said. Yeah. That was all that was needed. Yeah, I mean, it, it, what else could he say? Yeah. He had just shot John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the officers arrived around two minutes later. Um, obviously, they found Chapman just calmly standing there. And do you want to know what he was reading? What he was doing at that point? Catcher of the Rye. He was reading Catcher yeah. of the Rye. Of course he was. Of course he was. Uh, just, you know, living his best life. Having committed murder, Yeah. Um, they found Lennon lying face down on the floor of the reception area, uh, blood pouring from his mouth and his clothing was, again, so... Saturated, yeah. yeah. Um, they knew that an ambulance wouldn't even get to him in time, no. so they actually drove him to the hospital. Um, by the time he got there, he wasn't breathing. Yeah. And he had no pulse. Yeah. Um, figured that three of the four bullets that struck Lennon uh, had passed completely through the body but one was still in there um, and they came out of his chest um, the fourth had lodged itself in his I'm going to say this wrong it's something to do with the heart the aorta aortic it had lodged itself beside it's his heart Right. That's, okay. Jesus Christ. Probably outside of the aortic sac. No, it says in his. In his aortic? Yeah. 
Oh, in the well, office. It was beside his heart. Yeah, so the heart um, is surrounded by the sack. We're not doing the science often, bitch. We're not. We're not. One of the exiting bullets from his chest hit uh, and actually got stuck in his upper left arm. Um, several of the wounds easily could have been fatal by themselves. Um, and you That's know, surprising, really. Each bullet had ruptured vital arteries around the heart anyway. Yeah. Um, like I said, he was shot four times at close range. Um, there was another one nicking the neck. Yeah. yeah. Um, his affected organs, particularly the left lung and major blood vessels around the heart, were literally just destroyed. Yeah. Trash. Destroyed upon impact. Um, he was pronounced dead on arrival mm. at 11.15pm. And weirdly enough, on the radio, when he was pronounced dead... The Beatles song, oh. All My Loving, came on. That's, That's really creepy. That is. That's really creepy. Do you think he put in a request? Well, he didn't, because he was dead on a No, no, the, the shooter. No, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, yeah, just oh weird coincidence. That's, cr- That's yeah. creepy. That's yeah, creepy. Um, so obviously his wife had gone with them to the hospital. Um, oh, no asked the hospital not to report um, about his death immediately because she wanted to break the news to her son, son, Sean, uh, who was five and um, at home and, you know, she didn't want to learn it from the TV. That's fair. However... He'd already seen it. No, uh, apparently a TV guy was in the same ward as Lennon. So he reported it to the TV. And then they broadcasted it. And he found out anyway. I'm assuming so. Yeah. Um. So well done. Blatant disrespect, Thank isn't you. it? Yeah. Blatant disrespect. That. Um. For a five-year-old boy, like he could just wait yeah. half an hour. Yeah. Um. Especially since you know, it was right outside as well. He probably heard the gunshots. I don't want to think about that. Like that's bad. I'm hoping he was asleep. Well, it says he was at home watching television, so. Five-year-old boy still awake at eleven know, o'clock honestly, at night watching yeah. TV. Well, it's probably up waiting for his parents, isn't he? Eleven oh, o'clock. No, yeah, I know. Anyway, I just was so... lucky to be up past like seven o'clock if I w- when I was five. Mm. Oh, I've no, I've always had insomnia. I mean, it's a young age. Um, that does not surprise me. Yeah, I know. Traumatized insomnia. So stations then throughout the country immediately switched to special programming. Uh, devoted to Lennon and or music from the Beatles. On the 14th of December, millions of people around the world paused for 10 minutes of silence to remember him. For those 10 minutes, every radio station in New York City went off the air. Um, Afterwards, at least three fans of the Beatles were so distraught by it that they commit suicide. The fuck? That's at least three known about. Um, possibly could have been more. Was so distraught by the just the death of John Lennon yeah. that they killed themselves. In fact, his wife Ono had to release a statement asking people not to because John wouldn't have wanted that. That's how bad it got. Yeah. Fucking hell! What the fuck? Yeah. He was cremated in New York, and his ashes are actually scattered in Central Park. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, 
On the 6th of January 1981, Chapman was charged with second-degree murder. Yeah. Come again? Yeah. Come again? What? Apparently, premonition in New York State was not sufficient sufficient to warrant charge of first-degree murder. So he got away with a bigger sentence. He got away with life in prison. He did not get life. Um, Because they couldn't prove... I don't know, it's a shitty excuse either way. Um, It's pretty obvious he planned it, but... But He literally admitted it. I suppose in the eyes of the law, it was kind of a spontaneous thing. Well, he went up and he had a gun and he mm. shot him. It wasn't kind of like a well thought out plan. I'm not agreeing with them, yeah, but maybe you know there's some yeah. flaws there that well, his got lawyers, exploited successfully. Yeah, his lawyers tried to get him to plead insanity, um, but he wasn't having that. He was just like, no, you know, not insane. I I did what I did. Um, so he pleaded guilty okay. to murdering Lennon. Um, saying that his guilty plea was actually the will of God. Oh, Christ. (laughs) (laughs) He was sentenced to 20 to life. However, with eligibility for parole parole. in the year 2000. Um, His ass better still be in prison. He is still in prison. Before his sentencing, he was... I was about to leave this this podcast. I know. He was given the opportunity to address the court. And do you want to know what you did? I shot John Lennon. He read a passage from Catcher in the Rye. That's better than saying I shot John Lennon. No one should be surprised. No one. No one is surprised. I'm surprised it wasn't a Bible passage. Bruh, when when I say obsessed with this book, this bitch be out here just quoting our passages. chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Full chapters? Oh, so, apparently, uh, since the year 2000, yeah. he's been applying for parole every single year. He's been denied 11 times. Literally no one wants him out. Um, Literally no one is surprised! So, a little few odd bits of niceness. Oh, odd bits of niceness. Um, okay. Every 8th of December, mm-hmm. of every single year, Mm-hmm. A remembrance ceremony is held in front of Capitol Records uh, on Vine Street in Hollywood. For John Lennon. Um, people also light candles in front of Lennon's Hollywood Wall Walk of Fame star, um, which is outside the Capitol building. And Yono Oko, um, the wife, places a lit candle in the window of Lennon's room every year on the date. In 2009, the New York City Annex of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hosted a special John Lennon exhibit that included many mementos and personal effects from Lennon's life, as well as the clothes he was wearing when he was murdered, still in the brown paper bag from the hospital. Kind of ruined that a That just went from adorable and uh... sweet to slightly... um, I told morbid. You, it's 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 the morbid thing. So I do have a few pictures for you. Oh, I love this time. And it's I photo time. The last picture. Okay. Is there the a photo shooter. of dead linen? No. Oh, praise Jesus for no, that. I would warn you. I. I just no. like to j- double check. Yeah. Okay. So this is the last photo of Lennon ever taken. With I'm presuming on the right that is that is a shoe. Mark Chapman. Yeah. And that's him signing the autograph. Oh. 
that's him knowing he's about to murder this man. In that's like, doing this out of niceness. It's like in life, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's spicy. Yeah. Yeah, I I, mm, I don't love that for him. And obviously there was the outfit he was wearing when he was killed. It's a really everything. nice jacket. It's a nice jacket, yeah. Oh. Um this was when he was arrested. <laughs> yeah, he looks exactly how you would imagine him to look. Oh um, god, you don't understand, he looks awful. He does, he does. However, a more recent picture, oh God. he looks very different. Let me get this up for you. Alright, I'm prepared. I'm ready for it. When it loads. When it loads. I'm it's so fine. sorry. It's fine. I don't even believe that's the same man, but it is. What the f- No. Yeah. 1998, he put on a lot of weight. He he just already was. he was a chubmeister, oh, honey. and then he went on like the skinniest binge afterwards. Yeah, he did. Um, apparently in school he was bullied for not being able to do sports. That's something else you can relate. To. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, and let me just show you the glasses real quick <laughs> while I'm being insulted. <laughs> I, I love that for me. Thank I, you. I love that for you too. These are the oh, glasses. The John glasses. And they are still in the museum. Still with the blood on for that night. Yeah. I don't stand that. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I don't stand that. Right, so that is it. That's the Love John Lennon case. Oh, that was a journey. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that? Oh fuck, I'm definitely gonna need this brew. Mm. to recover yeah well we are gonna record a couple of short little bonus episodes for patreon like i said earlier nice um join us next time the next few cases will be becky's picks yes so honestly god knows what we'll cover hey uh joe thank you for joining us for episode 17 it's a good one weird fun we did we got a little sidetracked occasionally. She was like, this is a short episode. 55 minutes later. With the amount that we bitch and gabble, it's not surprising. It is not surprising. So thank you very much for listening. Yes. I am Beth. That was Becky. It is. These are the Trauma Bears. And trauma we will bears. see you next time. You will. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.